When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our top story for tonight, Aaron Jones expected to return to the Green Bay Packers. The beat writers have already come out and said Aaron Jones is expected to be back in a Packers uniform in Lambeau in 2024. This does not surprise anyone how he finished the season, but it's very exciting for fantasy managers who are looking to buy low, especially in the dynasty streets with a running back who can access elite ceilings. So this is great news for fantasy and probably not good news for AJ Dillon as fantasy managers are trying to navigate what are the next steps for Green Bay after over-delivering in an exciting 2023 season where they looked throughout the first half as one of the worst teams in the NFL and then the coaching stepped up and the Packers looked unbeatable until... Jordan Love threw an interception to end the game against the 49ers here in the playoffs. But nevertheless, I'm not a better Packers fan, but my name is Bradley Stalder. And on Thursdays, I will be hosting Player Profiler today, moving forward, both on the Player Profiler channel and now moving into the Player Profiler news desk. For those who don't know as well, my role here at Player Profiler is to coordinate the news. So if you guys have not checked out the news desk, all you have to do is go to playerprofiler.com slash news, and you will see a feed of all of the news items that are relevant to fantasy. And this week we are focusing on the Super Bowl. So there are extra blurbs up there for Super Bowl players, but we are up to date we also have videos too. And the, the news desk staff is phenomenal led by Brendan and Johnny and Mike, they are crushing it. And so being head of the news desk, I'm really proud of all of the work that they've done so far and the product that Matt Kelly has allowed us to develop here on player profiler and having the space in player profiler news to bring you the best fantasy football analysis regarding the news in the industry. So tune in and there's a lot more about Aaron Jones and the news right after this. All right. So Aaron Jones is expected to return to the Green Bay Packers in 2024. There was a little bit of chatter this in the middle of the season when Jones was injured when the future seemed a little murky for Aaron Jones. But he did return to the Packers. And at the end of the season, week 16 against Carolina, he played 55% of snaps, 21 rushes, eight red zone rushes, finished as the running back 16. Next, week 17 against Minnesota, 20 rushes, finished as the running back 14, 
Week 18 against Chicago, 22 rushes, 19 fantasy points, finished at the running back 11. And then he crushed in week 19, a.k.a. the playoffs, first round of playoffs. We all know what Aaron Jones did to the Dallas Cowboys. Week 19, right? The Packers make it to the playoffs and are the first number seven seed to upset a number two seed in NFL history. And they are led by the defense played phenomenal, but also Aaron Jones, three touchdowns in that game, 131 total yards, five red zone carries finished with 32.1 fantasy points in full PPR. And then even against San Francisco, 18 rushes, 116 total yards. And it was the first time that San Francisco had allowed a hundred yard rusher since God knows when. And so Aaron Jones still has the juice. Remember this was a player that had an 88th percentile burst score as a prospect and a 90th percentile agility score. And while he was close to league average in terms of speed, speed score, 40 yard dashes, et cetera, it's that burst and the agility that really separated Aaron Jones. And so we could see that burst and that elusiveness on the field, even though his draft capital wasn't great. He was a fifth round pick, almost sixth round pick by the Packers back in 2017. And he is now in the second contract, which we understand as fantasy gamers, we know that this is almost dead cliff time for these running backs, right? Going to fall off the proverbial cliff. But we did not see that from an efficiency standpoint for Aaron Jones. 4.6 yards per carry is just fine. And the reason why his fantasy points per game only 12.3 was the lowest since his rookie season, 2017. Aaron Jones had to leave some of these games early due to injury. So you have to keep that in mind, that Aaron Jones still has that explosiveness. He still has the burst. He still has the agility. And the receiving game is one part that was meaningful for Aaron Jones. In his 13 games, including the playoffs, Aaron Jones, number two among running backs in yards per route run, 13th in yards per reception, 15th in true yards per carry. He still has some juice there, and 15th in yards created per touch. As I said, still efficient. And if you're looking for a comp from 2023, I'm looking at James Conner. Once again, a player who was written off because of the age cliff, a player who also had the backfield pretty much to himself. And the reason why Aaron Jones is particularly an interesting case is because we expect that the Packers will move on from A.J. Dillon in 2024. Dillon, very inefficient the last couple of years, also dealt with injury to close out the season, soured with the Packers front office and so unfortunately we're looking at aj Dillon as most likely a free agent in 2024 formerly a second round pick and it's going to be the veteran aaron jones who looked better played better and is on a contract that keeps him around for those who are big into the contract and the cap and everything aaron jones has a 17 mil 17 he's owed 17 million dollars he's a 12 million dollar cap hit so even if the packers cut him they're not going to cut him they're going to keep him around because he's the best back 
and they financially invested in him. And they're not going to replace him in free agency or the draft. Free agency, because who else is out there that's going to improve on what Aaron Jones can do? Jones can run the ball well, and he can catch the ball well. Like Derrick Henry can run the ball probably as well as Aaron Jones, but he can't catch like Aaron Jones. Saquon Barkley is more inconsistent in his rushes than Aaron Jones, even though maybe he can catch the ball pretty well. Aaron Jones, six of his games, including the playoffs, he had at least five targets. This is a player who gets targets out of the backfield. He gets red zone, ed zone touches. We saw that against Dallas, but he doesn't even need to be with within 10 yards, right? He can rattle off 20 yard, 15 yard rushes and keeps defenses honest. So I think that Aaron Jones is a buy his ADP right now. Partners on underdog fantasy have that at ADP 66 middle of the sixth round RB 17 running back 17. This is February 7th that I'm recording this for February 8th. So Aaron Jones, a middle sixth round pick. This is a perfect zero RB. It would not surprise me in the least if we find Aaron Jones at the end of the 2024 season being on one of the best ball mania team winning squads because of his spike week potential, his explosiveness, and the volume that we anticipate that Aaron Jones will get. We love Aaron Jones. We're here for the Aaron Jones, James Conner corollary where Connor had the backfield to himself. He was efficient enough. He got enough goal line carries. And Jordan Love's not close to the goal. He's not going to steal a ton close to the goal line. Aaron Jones is the answer to your zero RB builds in 2024. Now let's move on to a couple coordinator pieces of news. But before we do that, a word for Matt Kelly about the Dynasty Dominator. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add Titan Premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player, and you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer, so you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team, and then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side, prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing, and it's going to be well worth it. That's right. It is going to be well worth it. Here at Player Profiler, dominate your dynasty leagues with the Dominator app. Download it now. Let's get into some coordinator news. And the first one that I want to hit on is Clint Kubiak getting hired by the New Orleans Saints. So let's let's take a break. Let's talk about Derek Carr and the Saints. And, and I've been so excited about Green Bay Packers and Aaron Jones. Derek Carr was on the complete opposite side. There was nothing really exciting 
very often or week to week about Derek Carr. He had an occasional spike week, but this was not a common occurrence, especially in the first half of the season. Derek Carr was 37th in red zone accuracy in 2023. And I think Clint Kubiak, who comes from San Francisco, will be a very good part of making the Saints just a little bit more exciting. Felt like the offense was really stale. The, the prime example, Exhibit A, is Jimmy Graham getting multiple touchdowns throughout the season. Like, you're throwing to crusty old ghost of a tight end, Jimmy Graham. Cut me a break. No. What Clint Kubiak is going to do is he's going to put Chris Olave in motion. He's going to put Rashid Shahid in motion. Oh, that's so exciting. You're going to put Jawan Johnson in the George Kittle role. And whether Taysom Hill is still on the team or not, Taysom Hill is a very interesting play in different formats, especially if you can get Taysom Hill in the tight end spot in your dynasty leagues or in anywhere else. I know in FFPC is still in the quarterback designation, but I expect that Taysom Hill, if he stays with New Orleans, will be used in a lot of motion, which will free up and give space for the speed that exists for some of these players. And I'm especially interested in deep cut Rashid Shahid, who on underdog fantasy is wide receiver 57 right now. ADP 132. We're talking the end of the 13th round, beginning of the 14th round. So we're we're we love actually excuse me beginning of the twelfth round for Rashid Shahid end of the eleventh. Nevertheless, still you're in the double digit rounds for Rashid Shahid who offers massive spike week potential. At this point, if you're drafting wide receivers in your drafts, you want guys who can access wide receiver too. You want fifteen plus fantasy points and half point scoring. That's exactly what you're gonna get in a couple weeks for Rashid Shahid. And if you're getting a guy like with that speed in motion, oh, just a, a couple manufactured touches would be absolute gold for Shahid, who mostly makes his living on these deep balls. So imagine Rashid Shahid in a hybrid Debo Samuel role. Mm, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Chris Olave in the Brandon Ayuk role, Rashid Shahid in the Debo Samuel role. Mm, music to my ears. Give me all the Clint Kubiak. I expect a lot more creativity from the New Orleans Saints in 2024, and especially if Alvin Kamara sticks around, he'll be used out of the backfield, hopefully like he was at the beginning of his career where he finishes the running back four in fantasy his rookie year, but had 120 carries. Average less than 10 carries per game. So we want a lot of motion. We want a lot of creativity and space. And even if Kamara is getting up there in years, just like Aaron Jones, like they're hitting the age cliff. Space leads to fantasy points. If there's just enough juice and speed and scheme to support these players. So we like this hire of Clint Kubiak by the New Orleans Saints. Frankly, it couldn't be more stale than what it was in 2023. 
our next offensive coordinator hire that is of note is that the Patriots hired Alex Van Pelt of the Cleveland Browns. He was recently fired by the Browns. And this is Alex Van Pelt, for those who looking at NFL history, was a former Bills quarterback. And he becomes the New Orleans, New England offensive coordinator, having having worked for the Browns since 2020. And he held that position for four years, but it was Kevin Stefanski who was calling the plays. And so we don't have a lot of good data about Alex Van Pelt recently as a play caller. And you have to think Jared Mayo is not going to be calling the plays for the New England Patriots, given that Mayo worked mostly on the defensive side and his background is defense. So it would be it would be pretty bad to hire an offensive coordinator and not use him, especially if your background is not in the offense. So even though Van Pelt is one of the more important hires by New England, we only saw one game where Van Pelt was the main play caller during that four-year span, and that was in the Browns' victory over the Steelers in the playoffs many, many eons ago. This was Stefanski was first getting started. So there's also going to be, we expect, a new offense in 2024 for the New England Patriots. We expect Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi to not be the starters. We expect the New England Patriots to bring in a new quarterback, probably through the draft. Although Jared Mayo has been a little cagey in his recent comments regarding who he is going to select and what position he's going to select. We think it's probably going to be quarterback when his reference was, we're going to look at the most important position. And we believe as fancy gamers and looking at the NFL, that quarterback is the most important. And, and it is. But Mayo may be looking at this and say, let's go get a bridge quarterback. Let's get a top offensive lineman. Let's get Marvin Harrison Jr. in here, and we will figure out quarterback in a little bit. Patriots do hold the number three spot, and we expect that the number one pick will be Caleb Williams, and number two will either be Jaden Daniels or Drake May. There's been a little bit more chatter about May versus Daniels as of late, but there's no chatter about Caleb Williams moving from the 101 in the 2024 draft, which will be hosted in Detroit, Michigan. Another piece of offensive coordinator news is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have hired Liam Cohen as their offensive coordinator. They've replaced Dave Canales. Canales, remember the offensive coordinator for the Bucs last year, was the offensive coordinator the year before working with Geno Smith in Seattle. So what happened with Geno Smith? He turned his career around in 2022. And what happened to Baker Mayfield? Oh, 2023 turned his career around. And now Dave Canales moves to the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young needs a turnaround. It was a pretty pathetic first year for that number one overall pick in 2023. But the Bucs have filled the offensive coordinator spot with Liam Cohen, the Kentucky offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. And 
Liam Cohen has ties to Sean McVay and his coaching tree. That tie in is a signal to us that the Buccaneers are at least considering bringing back Baker Mayfield. So Mayfield, a free agent, put himself back on the map in 2023 under Canales and Todd Bowles. And the Buccaneers have reasons to sign Baker. He's probably going to still sign with a team-friendly deal, not going to be as cheap as this past season. But with the familiarity with Liam Cohen back in 2022 under the Rams, there's familiarity. And it's really important for if you bring in an offensive coordinator that they speak the same language as your quarterback. And there's clearly coordination between those. We saw even in Baker Mayfield's first game against for the Rams, where he led them to a come from behind victory on three days of being signed off the street that really we did see Baker Mayfield take steps after a tumultuous time with the Carolina Panthers. The Buccaneers do want to replicate last season's offensive production. So re-signing Baker Mayfield is probably a priority for them. And Liam Cohen, as I said, is a signal to bring back Mayfield. And if you're bringing back Mayfield, you're also going to try to bring back Mike Evans, who is a free agent wide receiver. But after the Buccaneers lost to the Detroit Lions, Mike Evans was asked, what does it take? And he signaled like this, and I don't blame him. Mike Evans has taken team discount after team discount for nearly the entirety of his career. He's at the point where, yes, he's won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Yes, he's one of the most accomplished wide receivers in NFL history with 1,000-yard season after 1,000-yard season. In fact, never not 1,000 yards receiving. The priority will be for the Buccaneers to get Mayfield and then convince Evans to come back. Maybe they have enough cash. Maybe they don't. But that remains to be seen. I'm more confident that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sign Baker Mayfield than sign Mike Evans or re-sign them before they head to free agency. So that's, I think, our takeaway is that it is a signal for the Bucs to be re-signing both of those players. All right, the last piece of news that I want to talk with you about before we close it out and head to next week is that the Seahawks have their new head coach, Mike McDonald, formerly defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Pete Carroll out as head coach for the Seattle Seahawks. We heard that a couple weeks ago, but within the last week, the Seahawks have hired Mike McDonald to succeed Pete Carroll going from one of the oldest head coaches at 72 years old to one of the youngest at 36, pretty much cutting the age in half. What's on McDonald's resume. The Ravens were one of the top defensive units. The Ravens ranked first in sacks, first and fewest points allowed and sixth in yards allowed total yards allowed. Look, he really showed off in galvanizing that Baltimore Ravens defense and held the Chiefs to 17 points. Yes, the Chiefs are not the Chiefs of previous years, but we're talking about a team with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, 
and Rashi Rice, along with Isaiah Pacheco. These are still very good players who can make big plays. And really, the Baltimore Ravens, it was the offense that lost them the game, not the defense. So it will be interesting to see if McDonald can bring back the glory years of the Seattle Seahawks Legion of Boom and continue his defensive success in the role of head coach in the NFL. It's been great talking news with y'all. Make sure you guys are checking out playerprofiler.com slash news. You can follow me on Twitter, Bradley Stalder, at Djibouti Puns. <laughs> Always fun to say. Unserious Twitter handle, very serious news. Make sure you guys are also subscribing to the channel if you find this helpful. And also, I'll be on every Thursday to give you Player Profiler today. Until next time, good luck in the fancy football streets, everybody. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all of this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.